Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. I'm Amelia Robinson from Dayton.com, and you have found the What Had Happened Was podcast. Thanks a lot. I have a really super fun show for you this morning, afternoon, or evening. I caught up with Sherry Somm. You'll know her best from her roles in The Fosters, Sunset Beach, One Life to Live, and all the other things she's done. I know her best as the daughter of my former co-worker, Lois Somm. We talk a little bit about Lois and get into Sherry's upbringing and Kettering and how her fashion magazines weren't ever truly safe in high school. We chat about her hot, hot, hot husband, Kamar De La Reyes, parking in Dayton, and how not wearing combat boots may have helped her land her groundbreaking role in the Fosters. The What Had Happened Was podcast is a product of Cox Digital Marketing. Let this trusted and reliable advertising leader find a digital strategy that fits your needs. Go ahead and do me a favor and rate this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. Sherry was driving around California when we chatted on the phone. It was just after her 11th anniversary trip to Mexico. So grab some tequila and get ready for a good time. So you ready to start? Sure. Thanks a lot for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Pleasure. You were on Sunset Beach. This girl today was going crazy. I said, well, I'm going to talk to you. She's like, Sunset Beach. I was like. Oh, <laughs> I can't get away from that. No matter how I try, some corner of the world. that show all throughout the world. So I'll be some random place, like an airport in Kinshasa, and they'll be like, oh, my like, Vanessa. You know that show. It only, it only aired for three years, but it was like such a cult, crazy show that people just you know they won't let go of it when you were doing that did you feel like you were like you had made it or you were an actress oh and- hell yeah i was like completely in harmony with where i saw myself and but at the same time totally just in awe because again i went from having 30 dollars in my bank account to living on my own in los angeles in my own apartment and make moves and and just it was really kind of extremely exciting and i to this day i can never be really mad when people bring up sunset beach because i'm like oh, <laughs> really Really? But that's what put me on the map. That's where I got my start. And so for, I'll forever be grateful for that show. Yeah. And you know what? A lot of people do shows that nobody remembers. So at least they remember your show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you were saying you travel a lot. So you just came back for your um, anniversary trip too, right? Yeah. I was For a while, I was like, oh, should we do this? Can we do this? I should be about looking for work because, you know, my show just ended. And yeah. There's so much. Other, there's so many things going on and I should be here for that. And, and part of me is like, you know what? Slow your roll and enjoy and celebrate the fact that you've been with your husband for 11 years and don't just let that slide by. Like, I've got twin four-year-old boys who all day long my whole life is just, ma 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 not get away. It's like I can't breathe. And I'm like, we need to take this time and just really forget about everything else that's stressing me out or that's, you know, and just really take a look at what we built and be excited and have some tequila. So that's what we did. Exactly. Have a little couple mar- margaritas, one or two yes. margaritas. <laughs> Or seven, whatever. One or twelve. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so you, you said your show, The Fosters, just uh, ended. Um, what are you, what are you doing now? Just kind of looking for work, or? Well, I just, I just booked a show, which I'm not, not at liberty to talk about yet. Oh, you can, uh, t- you can tell me. I won't tell anybody. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's actually a TV, a TV movie, and I'm really excited to do it. It's, I'll be able to talk about it probably within a week or two, but we're finalizing details and stuff like that. So. But I'm really excited, and I just feel like the whole world is just breaking wide open. As much as I loved my show, I love the Fosters, and I always will. I'm just so excited about what's out there. 
So when you were doing the foster, because obviously, uh, you know, it's Pride Month and all that, and people were already excited about the fosters, and they still Yeah. Yeah, so did you expect it to be this show that was kind of a cultural statement, too, or what would you think? No, I mean, just like anything in life, I was, I was, I got the show, and then I was kind of, of course, grateful whenever you get a job, you're like, yay, but I had auditioned for some other show at the same time, and I really wanted that one. I thought it was going to be this prestige project and really make moves for me and just be really exciting and I didn't get that so I was still kind of mourning that when I got fosters and you know it turns out of course that that other show never got picked up it's like no one even has ever heard of it and what was it called so just, oh, it was called oh, I don't remember Look at oh, that. see, that's how important it was not at all important <laughs> it was um but it was it was executive produced by Tony Tony Goldwyn who I just love and He's in Scandal, and he's just amazing. And I was, I just thought that that was going to change my life forever, and it was just going to be something. And that's how you just never know. You look at things come in your life, and things that, that you didn't get or didn't happen for you in your morning for that. But it's just opening the door for the thing that was meant to come along. And that's what happened for me, I think. The Foster was like a nice show, but you didn't think it was going to be like this. Yeah. I thought, oh, that's cool, and it's different. I think people are a little excited about it because it's, the themes of the show and Jennifer Lopez is producing it and okay, mm-hmm. so, um, but I just didn't know. I had no idea. I really, I knew it was really special. I knew from the writing from the day one when I read the pilot that it's not like your average sugarcoating thing kind of family show. And I was like, woo. Yeah, but, it was, and I think people like it too because it wasn't like, what's the word I'm looking for? Not tacky, but it wasn't like exploitive or it was real stories and wasn't like oh these real. two lesbians and it was like a real family it wasn't like you exploited the fact that it was a lesbian uh, right yeah just living our lives and everyone was always asking like how did you prepare to be a lesbian <laughs> i'm like that is such a stressful thought if i had to sit there and go how do i love someone you know or how is that loving someone different if i'm in this perspective you know it's just like i i dropped all that crap and i just thought I'm loving this woman, mm-hmm. loving her, just like anyone loves anyone. And your any wife loves the husband or anything, like, I just was loving her. And that's, that took so much pressure off me because people would ask me, I'm like, what is, am I missing something? Do I need to be, you know? What do they think you had to go like start hanging out at Home Depot or something or like <laughs> typical? <laughs> well, I'm laughing because I remember the audition when I first went in. And in the uh, the waiting room were these other actresses, and a couple of them had on combat boots and these shirts that were cut off at the sleeves or whatever. Oh, really? And you know, which is fine. But uh-huh. the, the thing is that the role, all the role said was she's a principal at a charter school, and she's, you know. And so I'm thinking, well, she probably dresses like kind of, you know, a principal. Nice. This, uh, yeah, and you know. So I just wasn't even kind of trying to fall into those traps, and um, I think they appreciated that. I I, I think so. Do you think you changed some minds about what people perceived as um, lesbians because of your performance, or you think that yeah, was happening well, anyway? Yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't presume to say, "Oh, yes, I've changed." This. I Not, changed the world. It's the, me. Yeah, right. <laughs> but I get. But the messages that I get on social media, they they've confirmed for me how much the show has done as far as, oh my goodness, I was never able to talk about this before, or oh my gosh, I, I feel so validated, or. I, my mom would not let me watch this show in the beginning. She would, you know, refuse to let me have it on, and I have to go hide in my room and watch it. Mm-hmm. To, you know, to now she starts to starting to watch it with me. And one time I saw her laugh at a scene, you know, like, so <laughs> like, you, like she caught her oh, laughing at a scene. So there, proof you yeah. enjoy this. <laughs> yes, like that is 
and it's this one person, but the ripple of that one person, mm-hmm. you don't know how far that can reach. And that is the most exciting thing about that for, for, about that, the show for me. Would you say that was your favorite role you've ever played? Oh, hands down. Hands down. You feel like now, how can you top your favorite? Like, because I see you on Twitter, you still interact with people. Is there that thing inside of you where, like, how am I going to find a uh, role that's equal or better? Not really. I'm not I'm pretty, pretty realistic as far as, you know, usually just trying to get a job. And But I, I also have been changed, you know, in the sense that, of course, I'll have to pick jobs on for practical reasons, but I, I definitely have a sense that I want to be a part of telling better stories and mm-hmm. making something maybe a little better in the world. I definitely have that sense about me. And having kids does that too. Anyway, you know, you want, to, you want them to be proud of the content you put out there. And sometimes I will be dressed up as an alien, chasing some crazy thing. You're like, whatever, that's going to happen. But Generally speaking, I, I I feel like it's raised the bar for me. Could do something, do something cool and better and beneficial to the yeah. world. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like roles out there are doing that, or is it? Are they looking mm-hmm. like they're more beneficial, or is it all garbage? That you, you know what I mean? Well, I mean, there's there's always obviously shades of everything out there, but I feel like in general, television, the whole landscape of ch- television has changed like a sea change. You know, even I notice sometimes in soaps they. Those are very traditional in a lot of their storytelling, but I've noticed social issues creeping in, not to the point of like tedium, but I've noticed it, you know, like people are more responsible with what they're putting out there. And they, you know, I've noticed that some, sometimes production companies and producers decide to pull an episode because it's just not sensitive to what this climate is in the world. And people are just more sensitive in general. So I've noticed that. And then I also noticed the explosion of material for older actresses in the business, um, Females, just in general, I feel like I don't feel like, oh, I'm getting older in Hollywood. There's nothing for me. I just feel like there's just endless, endless mm-hmm. opportunities to be seen as more than a grandmother or, you know, aunt, something right. like that as you get older. I mean, I feel like actresses like Robin Wright Penn and um, uh, my favorite, uh, what's her name, uh, British actress with the silver hair, Helen Mirren. You know, you don't, they're not granny. They're sexy. They're, there's so much, there's so much richness to be mined from people who have lived a little longer. And I think that the television is reflecting that more and more. I was going to ask you too about Dayton, your time here in Dayton. Like, are there restaurants you went to or things you dismiss or love when you were here? Yeah, I mean, every time I come home, I, I literally, I don't even have it on speed dial anymore because that doesn't really apply, but I memorize the number for Donato's pizza. <laughs> I know it by heart. And I call every time I go home. That's my first, my first go-to is Donato's. I just Lisa's a Marion. My sister's a Marion's girl, and I'm the Donato's girl. So you're a split family then, huh? Yeah, I'm a little diverse that way, I guess. But then um, I loved going down the Oregon District. I still do. There's some vintage shops down there that are cool, like Feathers and um, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. I like to wander around down there, and you know, home, home is always. You just kind of like. <sighs> when you come home and being able to drive to a store and park right in front of the store. Yeah. <laughs> room to breathe. But, you know, instead of like being here in LA where you just, I've literally gone to a grocery store and tried to park and just given up. Ah, oh, good milk tomorrow. I just can't like <laughs> outright. I just can't. Yeah, this people are so, so weird about parking here though. If you, you're, you're talking like LA, which is big, huge city. And people here yeah. think, hey, we have a rush hour, which we don't. <laughs> we do not it takes me 10 minutes to get anywhere it takes me two minutes to get home and people uh-huh. complain if they have to walk a block to get to a store oh, they're trying I to know. go to yes yeah, oh totally i love putting on like the the traffic station or whatever i'm at home and it's like this pilot the guy in the helicopter and he's like yeah well um 
well, looking good. Go back to you now. Like, you know, our traffic report is like seven minutes long. Like, oh, the 405 jam up the 101. You're going to take 134 to the, uh. So. <laughs> we actually went to California uh, last, we were in L.A. My husband had the worst time ever because it was, because it was my um, mother and her two sisters in the back seat being backseat drivers in the traffic. Oh, no. And he's used to this kind of, you know, we've driven in New York and we've driven in Chicago and all over the place. That's a different level of uh pain. Yeah, it's. It's crazy. I mean, it took us longer yesterday to get home from the airport than our flight to Cabo almost. It was, it was almost <laughs> on par. I'm serious. It was like, oh, are you serious? It's almost a two-hour drive back from the airport at that hour. So, One of the things people, too, were talking about is your time on One Life to Live, which was my grandma's favorite show in the whole entire world. <laughs> so thank you so much for <laughs> entertaining my grandma, oh. Nellie. <laughs> Oh, I love it. Yeah. People still pull, you know, smart, especially because he was on that show for a long time. And people pull him aside, like at the airport yesterday, like, Antonio, my grandma, I want. Like, he gets that all the time. I know, I know. The love is so. Does that get tired when women basically probably throw themselves at your husband? Well, you know, I love a cliffhanger. (laughs) Sherry's going to tell us how she feels when chicks come up to her man. In just a few minutes. But first, I want to remind you that you are listening to the What Had Happened Was podcast. And you can help us continue to provide great podcasts by subscribing to this podcast and rating it on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. And you can keep up with what's happening in Dayton on Dayton.com, your source for what to do, what to know, and what to love about this city. Back to the show. I'm going to set it up. Sherry's going to let us know what happened was, actually, she's going to let us know if it bothers her when the ladies sweat her boob. Okay, does it? No. I'm like, I get it. Look at him. Of course. Yeah, he's hot. I'm going to tell you right now, congratulations on getting a hot, hot hottie. Oh, I mean, I'm a sucker for for a guy that, you know, takes care of himself and looks good and all that, but he's just such a good person. Like, I just sometimes sit there, like, almost in tears thinking, man, he is so good as a person, Mm -hmm. like, as a father and, and his dedication and his commitment like i remember meeting him and i had this this plant that was just on its way out like this little dead plant in my windowsill and i literally had it hovering over the trash and he was like slow motion running toward it and no <laughs> he brought it back to life and that's kind of his that's that's him he's like a little he's like a superhero he just he's so committed and consistent and he shows up for you and he he is just the real deal so you got to go. And was that weird working with him for like, because you were, I mean, you worked so closely on that show because you were, yeah. you were his girlfriend on the show at one point. Yeah. It wasn't was something about like he slept with your mother on the show or something uh, weird. Yeah. Sounds crazy. I barely remember the storylines. All I remember is him just going, I remember actually when we first, first started working together. I was like, he's so arrogant. <laughs> and then like maybe six months, not even six weeks later, I'm like, He's so arrogant. <laughs> I like this guy. He's just like, you know, he's got that, as much as he's really sensitive and so in tune with women and life and the world, he's also a Pachino. He's Puerto, Puerto Rican Cuban, and he's got that kind of swagger, and I like it. Well, there you go. You got the one you wanted, so boom. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say how much I really love your mother. When I first came to Dayton, she was like one of the sweetest people. Oh, she's a good egg, Mama Psalm. <laughs> what kind of mom was she? My mom was just this weird, like, collection of completely conservative and, and humble and lovely, but also a wild child at heart, you know, hence us kids. Um, <laughs> 
she's got the free spirit, but she's also a really humble, lovely woman. I mean, she's she's really one of a kind. Anyone who knows her can attest to this. She's there's, there's not really anyone I can compare her to. She's one of a kind. Yeah, and she was a copy editor for folks who probably don't know. She was a copy editor for the Dayton Daily News for years and years and years, and that's how I got to know her. And there were like a whole bunch of folks who were interesting characters, some kind of... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did, you, did, did you get a chance to come to paper a lot when you were younger? When did she come here? Um, yeah, I mean, she was there for, gosh, forever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I would drop in once in a while and you know see the hustle and bustle of the floor. I mean, she loved it. I mean, she still talks about it to this day. I mean, she... She'd be there still if she could. She 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 really loved that environment and uh, the fast pace and the work and the people and she really thrived there. So she was a fantastic mother. Obviously, what, how was she? Was she a strict mom or was she kind of a lenient mom? Well, it was kind of a, a tightrope walk because she was a single mom. You know, first of all, and and she went to school full time and worked full time for much of our younger years. So we were kind of you know left to fend for ourselves. But she did such a good job of instilling really good values in us and loved the hell out of us. So we had that really good base to grow from. And our family unit is really tight. And, you know, my grandparents and my cousins and my aunts and I, we had a really good strong family. So. She worried a lot because she was she was doing her. She was going to school. She was getting that degree. She was working her butt off. She was putting food on the table, but she couldn't be there to hover over every moment mm-hmm. of her lives. So we we stumbled, we fought, we fell, but we were always kind of welcomed back into that warm embrace of mommy. And she did the best she could, and we are kind of living proof of that. I think we've done pretty well in our lives. And yeah, because your your sister's like a, a professor or a doctor doctor, right, or something. My sorry, my sister. She has her doctorate in science, and she works for a, a research corporation called Rand. And she travels the world, and kind of she kind of travels the world with her with her work. And she kind of examines problems. She's hired to examine problems and kind of help government agencies figure out how to address those problems. Like right now, she's in Puerto Rico trying to figure out the whole disaster there after Maria and mm-hmm. how people can help themselves and you know the infrastructure and all that situation. That's cool. That probably came from that like strong mama like bear sort of foundation too. Yeah. yeah, she's always been kind of like a brainiac. She's always in all the gifted programs, and she's super down to earth. She's the most incredible, fun, easygoing, egoless person you've ever met. But she's just this huge, crazy brain. Yeah, you went to Fairmont High School, obviously. Did you set mm-hmm. out to um, be an actress, or what? What was your plan when you were a kid? I guess I never really said those words like I'm going to be an actress, but I just knew that I gravitated toward that kind of thing, creativeness and, and make believe and. Uh, you know, when I saw movies, I was beyond inspired. I remember seeing the movie Annie when I was really young, and just I don't, I didn't, couldn't put it into words. Why I, I just wanted to be a part of, you know, that making people feel things, you know, telling stories, and, and just I loved make believe. I loved using my imagination, and then I also wanted to do modeling. So it all just kind of mishmash into, you know, pushing me into my journey where I eventually ended up. Yeah, and I was reading. Um, you you were like at a a beauty pageant or something or a modeling. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I did a lot of, I, you know, I was so determined. I mean, I remember taking, going into to, to class. I always remember Mr. Weikert, my math teacher, and I'd go into my math class. But I'd have, like, my math book, but I'd have, like, 17, you know, different fashion magazines, too. And he would come <laughs> to my desk, and he would take the magazines and put them in the trash. Because I was just so focused. Like, I wanted to be part of the glamour, and I felt like I could do it. And so I entered all kinds of contests and magazines, fresh face this and that, and and started making headway and realized this is where I'm going. So I found my way to New York at a really young age. 
still enrolled in school. I went to NYU and did all that. But that was really just about working time while I was making my dreams happen. It's kind of funny that you actually did it because when I was a kid, I also had those fashion magazines and I was going to be a, a <laughs> model and I was... But I didn't actually do anything about it, but just take a picture and send it to, like, <laughs> teen, like teen, uh, when Teen Vogue, it was, what's the teen magazine called? Uh, there was, like, YM, there was, uh, well, Teen, Teen Magazine. Oh, it was Teen Magazine, duh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I took a horrible, I found a horrible picture when I was home recently, and it was just, like, me with this stupid haircut and uh, this horrible outfit. But you actually made oh. it happen, so... <laughs> Yeah, well, it was not, you know, it was not always like, boom, you're in Teen Magazine. I mean, I had, to, I had to, a lot of those pictures myself where I'm like, what was I thinking with a horrific lipstick and a hairstyle? Like, but someone saw something in me and dusted me off. And What do you think that thing they saw was? Because obviously a lot of kids out here want to do the sort of things you're doing. What do you think they saw? You know, I just feel like when you know what you are here to do and you feel it, so deeply in your mm-hmm. soul it's hard to deny it really is hard to not deny and if you have some of the tools already but they're just a little rusty you put yourself in the right environment and someone's going to come along and help polish you up and it's one of those things where if you're kind of like a dilettante and you're like oh i'd like to do this or i'd like but you're really good at you know whatever it is you want to be you're a good science or you want to do this or that you know maybe you should be pursuing the career because for i always tell people if you can imagine yourself doing anything else do that other thing because this is no place for someone who's just kind of into it so competitive yeah, and it wasn't overnight success for you either. You had to you had to work, you had to grind a little bit, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. What kind of stuff did you have to do to get by when you were trying to? Oh gosh, <laughs> I was I was ridiculously beyond obsessed and and determined. And I remember at the time I started modeling, it just became the time where that model Kate Moss was coming out. It was really for me exciting because she was shorter, she was more my height. I was seeing like for the first time maybe I really can do this because prior to that it had only been if you're five nine and above, five nine and above. So I was like five seven, if on a lucky day, you know, five seven. And I started, but I still wanted to be as tall as possible. I remember going to these modeling agencies trying to get representation, and I would wear these flat, quote unquote, shoes. But what I had done was I would I would cut up these cheap flip flops from Rite Aid and like put the heel of it, put it inside my my flat shoe. <laughs> it would like raise me up, but still look like I'm on my flat feet. And you know, go into places like that, pretending like I'm five eight, five nine. Oh, that's hilarious. Um, you kind of faked it. Yeah. Faked the funk oh, real yeah. good. Faked it, but made it. And I stuck myself in, and I, I, I got myself there. And I, you know, I, was, I worked uh, in New York for a while. Um, I lived in a model's apartment with, like, five other girls with bunk beds and, you know, grinding it out. Like, I never was, like, you know, on the cover of Vogue, but I was making a really good living for the first time in my life, doing something that was really exciting in a city that I was just floored by, and, and I just never looked back. What do you think is going to be next for you? Another TV show or more movies or? Yeah, I was just telling someone the other day, like, I, I kind of see myself as a, a serial series monogamist. Like, I, I'd love to be ensconced in a show that's, movies are great, you know, I've done more TV than any film, but film is kind of like one and done, and then you say goodbye to these fun people you've met, and then you're out in the world again. Like, I love to be ensconced in that kind of environment, especially if you love the people you're working with, mm-hmm. what goes on and on, and you have a little couple of months off, and then you go back for the next season. It's just, it's great, you know, stability-wise, obviously, but it's just, uh, in this business, it's so competitive, and, and you know, 90% rejection, it's, uh, it's a really nice place to live when <laughs> you're you have something that's steady and that you can count on. And this business is so fickle and fleeting. And one minute you're too black, next minute you're too white, next minute you're too short, next minute, you, you know, the person who got the job got the job because they know the producer's son. And, you know, it's just so much craziness. Yeah, it's crazy. I, I don't know how people do it, actually, that whole, like, mm-hmm. not knowing. 
Thanks a lot. And hey, um, happy anniversary too. That's that's great. Thank you so much. Thank you. Appreciate it. I appreciate it too. You have a great day. You too. Now, isn't she awesome? That was so much fun. Nothing but success to Sherry and all the projects that are in her future. Thanks a lot for spending some time with the What Had Happened Was podcast. Is a product of Dayton.com sponsored by Cox Digital Marketing. I have some great chats with some awesome people coming up. So I will see you. Actually, I can't see you because this is recording. But anyway, until next time, bye-bye.